0: And let's count it down, ready? <laughs> From 10,
1: And here we are.
0: Welcome to Redundant, the original. The totally day original podcast. The totally original Green Day podcast. Oh my god, it's totally original, and it is. And we're here. We're back at you. We're gonna talk at you about some Green Day. And there's been a lot going on this week. There's some news on the Western Front, if you know what I'm saying.
1: They finally released their uh, their follow up single for the the latest. The follow up
0: single has been released and uh let's just say this baby's a kraken because they released it <laughs> um and i I, we, I i'd love to get into it i'd love to cut the cheese with y'all but first i gotta introduce the man on my left the man on my right the man on my center i'm talking about my sweet
1: cousin Colin green day fan <laughs> i'll get to you one fucking second Jeez, the 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 breaks were just so they left so much uh so much just hanging out there scientist in training accomplished virgin colin brady hello 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 i'd be remiss not to uh introduce the man in my headphones who is across the country and your heart and my heart and your heart yeah uh my beautiful cousin sweet friend mm-hmm. christopher brady denton oh how are things how are things chris
0: you know things are okay. It's, I mean, it's interesting. I, you know, I always like to pretend that I'm staring across at you. Mm-hmm. I always like per- to pretend that we're, you know, sharing one mixing board. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, mics brushing up against each other once in a while. Yeah. You know, we kind of look shyly into each other's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But that's not exactly the case. Our is eyes it? darting away. Our eyes darting away as we kind of yeah. bury these feelings that we're exploring. Some subtle lip lip uh
1: biting maybe some some winks
0: i kind of twirl a curl behind my ear mm, um, yes my favorite i eat string i eat string cheese like it's a dick
1: mhm mhm i like to put you know, you know whipped cream on my nipples for your enjoyment yeah oh just kind of just see what you happens you know just really subtle subtle things that flirty people do
0: yeah and and again these are things that we would be doing if we were in the same recording studio together mm-hmm. um which i know it sounds like we are but that's not exactly the case, is it, Colin? No, no. How we... are things? How are things in Seattle? <laughs>
1: um, I finished moving, and I'm sure you're all excited to hear that. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to do some laundry today. And... God damn it. This is just every week. I <laughs> hope there's a chance for you. It's just so boring. Oh my God. I swear to God, I have friends. I swear.
0: With every returning week, you think, God, he's had to have thought of something by now. <laughs> he had to realize or think of a story at this and just point, know. At this point, it's at- funnier
1: to stick with the boring routine, though. Just actually what you're doing that day. <laughs> I I am going to go to a housewarming thing later on, you know, to be fair. God damn it. I oh, swear. It's so boring.
0: <laughs> oh, To be fair, I am going to a housewarming party today. <laughs> oh, my God as if that was redemption uh, who
1: am i kidding who am i kidding i don't have any fucking friends i'm not going to a house where i'm not saying say- no one's saying that i'm just
0: saying it's boring <laughs> that's fair that's I'm fair. just i'm not i'm not saying your life's bad i'm mm. not saying it's different i'm not saying you don't have friends i'm not saying you're not successful as a human being wow. what i am
1: saying is it's fucking boring to hear about i think boring implies all of those things you just <laughs> said <laughs> but that's all right that's all right no you
0: can be perfectly well adjusted have a ton of friends and you just like boring as fuck and that's can totally you? fine
1: can you i'm not so Absolutely. sure i'm not so sure i think most people are i think most people over know. a certain age maybe are you know i think that's the qualifier right. but we, we don't need to get into some ageist conversation that's fine fair enough just ask me how i'm doing i don't even want to know how things are
0: you gotta ask me, you gotta say how are things in Los and in Los Angeles. How are things in Los Angeles, Chris? Um, things are uh really good. Uh the state's burning, have you heard? Oh yeah,
1: I didn't hear about Everything's that.
0: Everything's on fire. But yeah, there's smoke in the sky. We can see a haze above everything. Like the kids didn't get to go to school on Friday because of the air quality. It was like a smoke day
1: oh what a shame i know and
0: it's crazy like and it's been a uh they have the unhealthy air alert warnings, right and like you just take the you, you just take that as like oh i shouldn't go outside today
1: right yeah
0: um so it's crazy like los angeles we don't get snow but i think we have collective snow days they're like smog days they're smoke days right during fire right. season yeah where the kids don't go to school and you just go like i'm not going to jog today i'm not leaving the house today i'm not doing it. i'm staying
1: inside God, and, and who just needs, watching tv who all needs day another excuse to like just be a fucking lazy bum you know i almost enjoy it where i'm just like well oh, you know what this is kind of fun
0: weekend in <laughs> our country's burning anyways so see that's how it's done nothing boring about that story <laughs> i was at just all. about to say
1: <laughs> i don't think you're doing a whole lot better but <laughs> yeah there's a fire nearby that's my story it's a- to keep up with the latest green day news we gotta keep up yeah some um some
0: gdn am as, i right
1: Some gdn hey, can we exactly. start a
0: news can we start a news network called gdn
1: i mean we can try i i don't know if the and like uh the audience is out all there. the
0: news all the news anchors have to dress like billy joe oh
1: god like oh every god.
0: tie is red every shirt is black <laughs> every hair
1: is jet black you'd be the first anchor out there you'd be showing them all how it's done i think
0: Oh, yeah. And like we report on some hard hitting stuff.
1: All Green Day related. That's the though. funny
0: thing is it's it's called Green Day News. We dress like Green Day and we only talk about Coldplay conspiracy theories.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: OK, yeah, yeah, I could get on board with that. Chris Martin is a lizard person.
1: I always knew it. I always yeah. knew it. You can see the slits in his eyes
0: when he plays the piano.
1: Mm hmm. Green Day News GDN. Uh we've got a uh, new single that we mentioned earlier. It's called Fire Ready Aim. Um Fire
0: Ready Aim. Let that sink in a second. Not
1: Ready Aim Fire. No. I think yeah. Yeah. I think it sunk in. What is it called? I think it properly sunk in. It's it's Fire Ready Aim. They really now, they really threw a curveball with that one and
0: uh doesn't that that really implies right that this person isn't looking at what they're firing at exactly what a crazy thought does that is that concerning to you a little bit a little bit but i mean do you i I wonder if this kind of reckless behavior is how that poor boy ended up dead on the back of the kerplunk
1: oh interesting connection you know i bet billy was thinking exactly that when he wrote fire ready aim I think she fire-ready aimed right at his back.
0: And, I, you know, I'm noticing a trend with Green. We're going to get into it a little later, too, when we talk about the album of the week. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm noticing
0: a trend here. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Fire-Ready Aim is the new single. It is the one we talked about last week that they partnered with the NHL to debut. Oh, I actually Um, did
1: not even make that connection. That's
0: the one. So that's the little snippet of the song that's playing during that NHL teaser. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like less. Was it two minutes or slightly? I was just under gonna say I don't think it's even two minutes. It's really short. I think it's one like one fifty. Yeah, uh, it's really fast. And the, uh, the 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 single is very much a, like a continuation of the vibe that we got in Father of All that the first single.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Billy's singing a bit more high pitched. Yeah, yep. Uh strumming that guitar real fast and dancey. And there's like a lot of like hand clap. Yeah,
1: drums. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that's just going to be the vibe of the whole album at this point, you know. Because I think the, the first song wasn't as much that way, but it's still, you know, super fast, I thought. Which one do you like more? Do you have a preference? Man, you know, I might like this new one better, actually. I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I, I think. really do. I'm
0: not certain yet,
1: but yeah, it, it feels feels right, man. feels right.
0: I really enjoy actually how fast it is mm-hmm. that the, the I, I mean, maybe they're being aware of that because a part of this is, you know, like the attention span media <laughs> is all about uh, the minute that someone's kind of bored with something, they throw it aside. And this song doesn't allow for boredom. it It's so fast that by the second you're maybe going, oh, I've I get it. It's over. Yeah. Um mm-hmm and and it's i don't know green day i think in the past has has written longer songs than necessary uh so this is this is kind of cool to see them being like incredibly economic
1: yeah yeah wait what songs what songs do you think they are too long i'm curious
0: okay i mean i think there's your of Boulev- the blah, 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 blah. i think there's your boulevard <laughs> of broken dreams your 21 guns i mean pretty much identical songs that i think both go on like one chorus too long
1: okay yeah i think um, i agree with boulevard I, think, I don't know about 21 guns maybe
0: 21 I, guns. I think every every song doesn't have to repeat the chorus twice at the end you're right you know what right. i mean yeah
1: um those were not the songs i was thinking you were gonna go actually because i was obviously thinking you know jesus is a or, or no homecoming oh
0: when they're being really long for the artistic sake and they're just being like fuck it we're making like an epic of interconnected song yeah, thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I just don't say. like it when it's like I'm hearing the same thing for too long. Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel you. Yeah, um, that's
0: fair. And it's just like I've yeah, you like, I get it. I get the song. We're good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be four minutes. It could be three and a half. Yeah. What's the
1: problem? Yeah, no, I agree. You're right. You're right. Definitely. That said, like I don't Ready? know how I feel about these super short songs either. And oh, okay.
0: And and it'll be interesting seeing it in context with the rest of the album. Exactly. If yes. there are longer ones that are not going to be singles. Yeah.
1: Well, especially while you're sitting there drinking your father-of-all dark roast coffee as well. You know? You're drinking your father-of-all
0: dark roasts. You're watching the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> and you're listening to this fast music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You need to have um, all the pieces there at once.
0: So that's fire-ready
1: mm-hmm. aim. Mm-hmm. Shit. Nothing better than that.
0: So, and and the more I'm listening to it, the more I'm like, I, I'm I'm cool with how Green Day's aging into themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like that they're kind of entering this more glam, dance rock phase. Not not wearing the eyeliner anymore, just kind of wearing like leopard print and kind of being kind of very, uh, I, like '70s flamboyant kind of rock star
1: yeah. type thing. Yeah, that's a good description.
0: Dude, let's just get to it. Really, uh, mm-hmm. I just got one last quick thing. Just kind of a follow-up to last week, really. We talked about 80, the Kerplunk song mm-hmm. that um, is named, uh, the, as you we, you learned, is <laughs> named after 80, the numbers, her so, nickname, 80. It's kind so of clubber. funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, Adrian, Billy Joe Armstrong's wife, they are still together uh, after all these years. Uh, it was her birthday this last week, and he just posted to Instagram a very sweet thing with a few pictures mm-hmm. of them from their youth um and it's just very very sweet there's it's one so when they cute. look quite a bit younger there's one when they've just been at a getting out of a pool at a party and
1: aren't they yeah they're in they're in their entire their full clothing look at those
0: crazy kids. oh yeah
1: they jumped in the pool in their clothes
0: it was like a we were having a nice dress-up party then everyone jumped in the pool so God, that's fun those crazy kids. and then just her with their dog mm-hmm. and then more recently and and isn't it fun to hear someone on a podcast describe pictures um, but Billy Joe captioned all of these with it's impossible to text how much you mean to me. Happy B Day to my Libra, love of my life, eighty, please keep taking me away. That is so cute. And is eight zero, obviously. That's that's her sweet nickname from the Kerplunk song. Yeah. So that's just nice that he still uses that terminology to this day.
1: Yeah. And I gotta say, in that in that last photo where they're just smiling, and they just seem genuinely happy, which I don't know if you can say that about all married couples especially after that many years you know i know they he's put them through a lot
0: i know they've oh, both yeah. been through a lot yeah. so it's it's yeah I, I i enjoy the thought that they are still happy <laughs> sound pretty unconvinced all right and now we're moving to the album of the week no let me try that again and now it's time for album of the week,
1: album of the week.
0: dookie we're dropping plops here dropping what we're we're dropping plops we're making stanky shits Mm, some dookies as some might say Mm, you never heard about leaving a deuce dropping a dookie
1: Mm, a liquid dookie Mm.
0: as the band would say oh just maybe a liquid dookie (laughs) did you read about that billy and trey would say (laughs) this is of course dookie was green day's third album came out in 1994 and this was the Oakland Trio's major label debut on Reprise Records. Um, this will, of course, become a uh, Legend in Green Day's next few records. Uh, but after they signed to Reprise, there was major backlash uh, at home in Oakland on Gilman Street where they used to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and and got... when asked about it in interviews, Billy would say, like, I just want to move forward. I just want to keep the band moving.
1: Yeah, yeah. He wanted to expand their audience, you know, they wanted to be able to do whatever they wanted to do with the genre too, I think. But
0: it was viewed by the punk scene at home as selling out
1: big time. Which is really sad. You know, you spend, I don't know how many years they spent just, you know, being integral parts of this this community in Oakland and then all of a sudden they're just ostracized right away. It's really sad. Yeah, it's tragic
0: because they uh, were hometown heroes until they succeed. Mm-hmm. And then like their home cuts them off. And it's like I thought you were proud of us, and now that I'm actually trying to do right by us, like yeah,
1: it's 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 a bring shame. Bring awareness
0: to our scene and do best by myself, and they don't support you. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah.
1: Um, I will say though, I think later on there are some uh, some Gilman Street folk who you know decided they were wrong to some degree, and uh, I think it was one of Green Day's side projects. I can't remember which one. They got to go back and play uh, at Gilman Street again, which was. Which is kind of sweet, you know. Dookie
0: was uh yeah, but more more to come on the selling out stuff later because they actually end up addressing it in a couple songs down the line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um producer Rob uh Cavallo, uh Cavallo. This album. Cavallo! Cavallo <laughs> Rob Cavallo. Oh Rob Cavallo. And he produced uh, other albums that I think have been big in my life. Yeah, certainly, which was the Black Parade Love by MCR. Album. Oh my god, that's a huge one, yeah. right? He did DM, uh, Dave Matthews Band's Big Whiskey and the Grugrux King, oh, which I think a is the one. is the best Dave Matthews album. And I know I'm Ooh. sorry to be even talking about it, but yeah, Grugrux is a great album. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rob Cavallo did a big one for for Chrissy Pooh over here. Oh, he also wow. produced Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> the Goo Goos. And, big shit. And big he shit. also did Slide. Isn't that
1: the only album you really like by them, though?
0: Which, well, no. The only album I like by them is The Best Of. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, they're, they're very <laughs> much right. my favorite Best Of album and band. But uh, he did two major tracks on The Best Of: He did Iris and Slide which are okay. the two best Goo Goo Doll songs. Sorry, oh, Not Sorry. Okay. And he will later go on to work with Green Day on pretty much all of their other uh, big records and then for the next few years. So we'll, we'll be seeing more of Rob Cavile in future episodes because he's, he's a character okay. who looms large over
1: the band. Right. And so this album, for him, too, was sort of a proving-himself record, no?
0: This was huge for him. Okay. I read a thing where he was talking about just getting Billy handed him a single Mm -hmm. and uh, apparently after kerplunk was such a huge hit the green day was being courted by all these other record companies right right and uh and and rob was the only one that they really connected with and felt Mm -hmm. he would they could listen and and he would do right by their music yeah and he handed him billy handed rob a tape and he just was listening to it in his car on the drive home and Mm -hmm. he was just thinking to himself oh i might have struck gold here like we might Actually, have something here.
1: That's got to be a great feeling. Yeah. So
0: yeah, he didn't really realize when he first signed up that this was going to be huge for everyone involved. Yeah. Tukey was certified diamond as of 2014. That means, and I didn't know this, 20 million albums sold. Boy, that is
1: insane. Jeez,
0: that's a lot. And that is just albums. Does that make it their best selling? Is that is that still their best? I, I think it is their. I mean, it, it without a doubt, it's their best selling
1: album. God, that is wild. Yeah. Huh.
0: It is it is their best song album and it arguably has their their biggest songs. All their uh, best interna- biggest songs. Internationally, yeah. certainly. Um the five singles for the album were Longview, Basket Case, a re-recorded version of Welcome to Paradise, longtime listeners will remember from last week's episode, Kerr Plunk Slam Dunk. When I come around, and the radio only
1: single, she. Mm-hmm. And I think almost every single one of those is like a household song, too. You could play it and almost anyone would be like, even if they don't know the song, they'd be like, eh, sounds vaguely familiar. I heard this somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone and their mother can bop to all of these songs. True. True. I remember playing, uh, I think it was Longview one time. My dad had, you know, I'm sure never heard of Green Day at that point. And, uh, And he was like, oh, this is great. I heard this somewhere, you know. He got really into it. So, now he's a uh, a big Green Day fan.
0: And, and uh, Dookie was also very critically acclaimed, uh, which seems obvious now because it's a classic, but it's not mm-hmm. always a given. Um, and yeah. it, it, I didn't know this. Actually, it won the Grammy for Best Alternative Album uh, mm-hmm. that year and was included on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time
1: at what number? 193, it seems which is that's impressive that is like of all albums ever that is huge jesus i mean to break the top two anyone
0: can be in the top 500 that's not a big deal yeah shit frankly i don't care if you're if you're 499 go fuck yourself but to break the top 200 193 that's something special that's a good album yeah
1: yeah you yeah you must have been going real hard for sure um and yeah let's see oh we were talking about this earlier but uh the name of the album is actually referenced to uh, <laughs> what Billy, Mike, and uh, Trey referred to as a Liquid Dookie or diarrhea, um, which is the result of eating spoiled food while they were on tour, which I imagined was a frequent occurrence. And so they wanted to call the album Liquid Dookie, but um, it's unclear who deemed this too gross, but someone did. And so they settled on just Dookie. Yeah, it's a good, it was a good compromise, I think. I think so, too. Like, I think Dookie's gross enough. I'm not a huge fan of that name, anyway. Why do you like Dookie? Oh, I was
0: like, like, oh, for the same reason when someone says, hey, do you like Green Day? I don't go, uh, smoking weed all day? Like, I think <laughs> of the band before I think of the actual meaning. Same thing with Dookie. Oh, uh, that's When fair, someone goes, yeah. do you like
1: Dookie? I go, the Green Day album? And I don't mean, like, but do you think I like poop? But isn't that vibe, that, like, poop vibe in the back of your head when you hear it? Even Even though it's associated with the album, right? Like... You don't have that in the back of your head a little bit. What's in the back of my
0: head is like the humor that the boys had at this time. <laughs> these, okay, these fair GD enough. guys had a sense of humor and this, it's, mm-hmm. it's throughout this album. I really enjoy it.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. I did um, that.
0: Fair enough. The album art, which is awfully iconic. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the weird, Waldo of the East Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was done by fellow East Bay punk Richie Butcher, uh, and it caused controversy because the the center of it is an airplane dropping bombs uh, below on people and buildings. It's it's all cartoon again, but it's this dog flying a warplane and it's dropping bombs and it explodes. And the center it says Green Day Dookie and the yeah. explosion.
1: Yeah, I never thought about Green Day being so edgy, but like this and the last album, like geez, they're going pretty hard on that.
0: The album art is absolutely iconic. I think Richie Butcher did an amazing job. Also, a little cool thing is apparently they hid a bunch of East Bay Easter eggs in there. So apparently a lot of the cartoons the people depicted, the -hmm. the things scrawled on the wall, what have you, are all references to real people and little Mm -hmm. things that are from the East Bay uh, scene at that time.
1: Yeah, it's one of those album covers you can spend like, you know, 10, 15 minutes just trying to pick out every fun little like reference they threw in there, you know. Reminds me of uh, Sergeant Peppers a little bit. While
0: everyone at home
1: is making fun of them
0: for selling out, they're like including trying to represent their scene on their album cover, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with an with an East Bay artist like they're trying to stay true to their roots, despite everyone kind of disowning them. Yeah, And I I really, I don't know, I say, I'm like, this is not the behavior of sellouts. They're not just like putting some tits on an album cover and then, you know, hoping they'll sell them. They're actually trying to, you know, represent who they are and where they come from. Um, But the
1: mainstream is about to eat them up. They're about Mm -hmm. to become the mainstream. Very true. Yeah. They didn't know that at the Um, time, though. Although I wonder, maybe maybe they knew like this was going to be a huge hit.
0: I mean, it it was their major label, debut so it certainly was set up to be but they yeah you know there's there's no there's no way of knowing this could have been a massive flop and they would have been back back to their old label or Mm -hmm. or been dropped and had no label at all but that's that wasn't going to happen because we're going to we're going to jump into these one by ones and you're going to hear you're going to recognize recognize these are these are great little pop songs that are guitar driven Mm -hmm. and um just have such a fun energy yeah uh you're not gonna you're just gonna be find yourself humming and tapping
1: yeah yeah and i think i think billy definitely you know nailed the hooks on this album like almost every song is catchy at, at least at some point which uh you can tell on the previous albums he's getting there but but this is consistent which is really cool
0: i mean call him. they should call him a fisherman why because <laughs> he's got hooks because <laughs> this guy's got hooks
1: didn't you yeah you said that last week i think
0: <laughs> no, it's my only joke. Oh, um okay. it's it's the only one I know. Uh let's let's jump in this yeah. first one on Dookie 1994 is burnout and it's a, kind of a hilarious opener. Let's check it out. Yeah. I I love the concept of starting an album with something called burnout and mm-hmm. it's he, he's already burned out. He's already finished and tired he and doesn't he
1: hasn't even started the album yet and... God, I gotta say, it is a, it is a sad song though. That image he's painting. I mean, we've all been there, but no one no one wants to just show this side of themselves usually. Well, that's what's so great is he kind of sets you up. The
0: opener is like what the rest of the album's gonna be. Yeah, it's just a two-minute song, basically, kind of stating mm-hmm. like, this is what we're gonna get into.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's burnout. That's a, yeah, it's a good track. I think uh, I think it's a fun one, and it, and it starts out the album well. Yeah, you know, I've got I've got no qualms there.
0: No qualms about it at all. Uh, number two here is Having a Blast mm-hmm. Which is also kind of a humorous title Once we get into it Here <laughs> we go I love Mike's bass on this one
1: Yeah That do 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 It's really
0: fun <inaudible> <inaudible> That do 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 That do 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 is my shit And this one This one isn't one of the major singles or anything But I think it's a great second track on the album Mm-hmm it's kind of talking about, yeah, no one gets out alive of life, and and it's just kind of we're all stuck here mentality, mm-hmm. and then it's called having a blast, and it's like, how are you doing, Billy? Having a blast, but he's not. He's having like a panic attack yeah. inside.
1: Yeah, super sarcastic. Yeah, gotta say the the imagery too. There's there's a lot more violence again. You know, I think this was the song I was thinking of earlier that that I was thinking is extremely violent. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know, it's just let's see. The explosive duct tape to my spine, and then he's like you ever want to lead a long trail of destruction, you know? Yeah. I mean it's it's a lot of it's self-hate. Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean it's everything hate, I think, you know. It's self-hate plus plus plus. Plus self-hate plus plus. Self-hate
0: plus, our new service. Yeah. It's it's very much a uh He's in like a kind of a self-destructive bend.
1: Yeah. Which is weird because, yeah, the instrumentals are, it's catchy, you know? It's a weird... Uh, well, that's what, that's what makes this album a success. Weird, yeah,
0: juxtaposition, I guess. All the mall punks can like feel how moody and upset they are about their lives, but it's very catchy, so you're going to hear it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Next is this song called Chump. And I get, I mean, kind of again, these, we're, we're laughing, we're laughing as we're crying with Billy Joe here. Mm-hmm. By the way, all these songs so far are clocking in under three minutes.
1: Oh yeah, I hadn't made that connection actually.
0: Yeah, so huh. they're starting off pretty, pretty fast, and hard.
1: Yeah, I think that's sort of the punk ethos, you know. And Chump here is kind of
0: just about. I mean, is this about singing about a competitor? I believe it's about it's it's it, it was an ex-girlfriend who. Uh, like you think he's he's talking about like her new bow or something? I think I think he is talking about her new bow. And if I recall correctly, this is the same girl who inspired the song She. Ah, um, right. And, and I believe she ended up moving to Ecuador. I'm not sure if Chump is about uh, her new boyfriend in Ecuador or just, she just before that, she, they had broken up and she had someone else. But mm-hmm. it's written about this girl and he's feeling all upset. He just feels like a chump because he's, I think, hating on this new boyfriend that she's with, but, but realizing that he's just a pathetic, like he's just jealous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I really enjoy Billy's frankness of just being like, "You're the worst. I hate you. I'm gonna write a whole angry song about it." But also,
1: at the end of the day, I'm, I'm kind of asshole. a dick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a pretty pretty uh, common theme in a lot of his his lyrics, actually, especially this this and the last album. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. And honestly, I guess it continues. We'll we'll see. We'll see as the albums pile up. Well, something I wanted to say to you,
0: dude, that I thought about during the week was like it's it's the big Mm -hmm. difference between green day then and green day now is green day then was singing about losers i am the loser but green day now now yeah is like losers you all are losers
1: yeah you're right you're right
0: absolutely how much in in uno dos Trey he says the word loser and it's just like it's never about him it's like these guys are just a bunch of losers yeah it's like billy you're the original loser yeah don't you remember how it felt Yeah,
1: like we rally around
0: you because you identify as a loser and now you're being like, I'm a winner, you're a loser?
1: Uh, No. Yeah. At the same time, though, do you really want him now just to like put on a facade where he's like, blah, 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 I'm a loser, blah, 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 like if he doesn't feel that way? No, I don't. I don't. But I
0: would like him to I would like him to write like I'd love for him to write a good song basically being like I've become everything I wanted to be and I'm a fraud.
1: Ooh, so, like like some that be so of
0: real, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Of this attitude taken to his current circumstances.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well let's mosey on over into this next track here. Number four. Let's mosey on into Longview. Which I think you'd have to be living under a fucking under the sea, probably to never have heard this song. Under the sea! <laughs> which yeah, probably a sea. fun place to live, actually.
0: We we don't listen to Green Day or Longview under the sea. Now, this is an iconic bass riff. Uh, If you know folks who play bass, they know this riff. So fun. It was written while Mike Durnt was on LSD, allegedly. Though I had heard, that's the Wikipedia explanation, I had heard it was
1: speed. Wow. God. I hope it was LSD. Which is like
0: a totally different experience, so yeah. it's curious that yeah.
1: there's the... <laughs> <who knows? laughs> this LSD makes more sense, but I guess who knows. Of course I want to mention, this is the one true Jerkin' It anthem. Which I did not know that, actually. I'd never sat and read these lyrics until this last week, and I feel you for
0: sure. <laughs> you didn't know this was the Jerkin' It anthem? You didn't know this was the anthem of Jerkin' It? No, I didn't. Seriously. This is when... It's all about there's a house of unlocked doors. Everything's so boring. There's nothing going on. The only
1: thing I can do is go jerk it off.
0: Mm -hmm. I can just go jerking it.
1: Bite my lip and close my eyes. Take me away to paradise. Take me away to paradise. Not welcome to
0: paradise. Take me away to paradise. I'm about jerking it, ladies and gents. But
1: damn it, if it isn't catchy as hell, yeah. Holy crap. It's a
0: great song, and it's the one true anthem for jerking it. Mm -hmm. And uh, You know, I hope they never stop playing it on the radio.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: This next one, we don't really have to say much about because it's Welcome to Paradise, which we covered uh, last week on the Kerplunk album. Mm-hmm. Longtime fan cliche listeners will know that this is a, a song that originally appeared on Kerplunk.
1: Yeah, I will say it's noticeably uh, cleaner sounding, though. I'm kind of glad they re-recorded it. But I,
0: I do have a soft spot for the original. Um, mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's got a certain uh, yeah. rough-around-the-edges feel to it that's that's kind of Yeah, nice. I like that.
0: Yeah. But that's Welcome to Paradise. We, we
1: all know that one.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just all polished and shiny now. They took that turd. They polished her real good, didn't they? Mm. Uh, this next one, track six, we're pulling teeth. This one, there's a couple stories behind this pulling teeth here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know um, either of these theories. Again. This isn't a, a major single or anything, but I do think it's a fan favorite just on the album when you go through. it's
1: Yeah, I'd actually never spent much time uh, getting very interested in this song, but, but this last week I've, I've really been digging it a lot more. Um, so there are two
0: theories. One's that it was based off of the book Misery by Stephen King. Um, but the other story that's been more widely reported is that... Uh, bassist mike Dert was in a kind of a fun pillow fight with his girlfriend who would then become his wife and then become his ex-wife but uh they were having a pillow fight in their little bedroom loft thing and he ended up standing up and clocking his head turning right into a ceiling beam Ooh, and just damn. falling and he fell so hard that he landed on both his elbows and broke both of his elbows. Oh my
1: God. That sucks. So he
0: was laid up. He couldn't play bass. He couldn't play shows. Uh, this was early days. This was around like Kerplunk time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had to take care of him. And so the lyrics are all about how like, even though she's the one who put me in this state, like I have to trust her. Yeah. Um, and, and just keep hoping that she looks favorably on me Uh <laughs> And and so like everyone saw ever like it it reads like it's about an abusive relationship, but it's actually kind of a Billy wrote it about this hilarious situation where Mike broke both of his arms, Mm -hmm. and according to reports, Billy and Mike could not stop laughing on the ride to the hospital, even though he had two broken arms. (laughs) Well, he didn't know yet. Probably had two broken elbows, right? I think he was still in enormous pain.
1: Yeah, yeah. Boy, I can I feel his pain. Last. Was it last year? Yeah, last year I did. I broke an elbow, and it's remarkable how easy it is to do. You know, I didn't think I fell that hard, and all of a sudden I was just is destroyed. It, super painful? it was pretty painful. Yeah, but like, you know, which what was worse is I couldn't like, you know, work for a month. And I mean, luckily I I was not single at the time, and honestly, kind of a similar situation. You know, as in the song, took good care of me, but I was starting to go a little stir crazy for sure by the end.
0: Um, well, then you found your new anthem, my friend, next time you hurt yourself, pulling teeth. (laughs) I suppose so. Uh, This next one everyone knows. And that's Basket Case,
1: am I right? Beautiful track. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a classic. If you haven't heard this, I don't even know how it can go more extreme, but maybe you were, maybe you were living on Mars for the last 20 years. No, 30 years, I should say but yeah even the then sea, even then i think you'd pick up a some some uh, some radio waves over there that in your basket case this was
0: written by billy about his anxiety attacks uh before he was diagnosed with a panic disorder and i kind of love that it's an anthem about having panic attacks i think a lot yeah. of people don't realize that it's very cool it's, it's again billy kind of writing stuff that's empowering kind of years before anyone gave a fuck about yeah. any of that stuff
1: yeah yeah, I think so
0: um, This is, I, I'd say i would say this is their most popular
1: song I think that's probably would, would true, you, you know I, I agree, I agree If I'm like, you know, in some sort of social situation Where I, for some reason someone's giving me control of the music I, And I'm trying to play a Green Day song I think this is my go-to one, you know Because everyone's heard it, everyone likes it Like, I don't know if I've ever heard someone talk shit about it It's like a hit that I don't resent,
0: you know It's not like, oh, that's exactly, yeah. good case I don't know this. I'm a real fan. I don't want to listen to this. It's like no, this rocks yeah. too. I and love you can this.
1: listen to it a million times and never gets old for some reason. Oh yeah, and you're
0: gonna hear it a million times because it's, yeah, it's still everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's lucky.
0: It's when I was a kid, and he said, "Do you have the time to listen to me wine?" I didn't understand that. I thought it was "listen to me wine." <laughs> like like he's drinking. I pictured him drinking some wine and like talking yeah. to the wine. I'd be like, "Do you have the time to listen to me?"
1: like wine. Wine, like wine is like this verb where you just like drink wine. Yeah, like well he's
0: talking to a bottle of wine. That's imp- like that's he's projecting onto this bottle of wine that he's mm-hmm. drinking. Um which also kind of works. I like it. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> still like it. <laughs> um the the video which everyone also saw at the time was filmed in an abandoned mental institution, kind of continuing with the theme of of the mental illness uh mm-hmm. the song's about and kind of exploring that territory and uh the the cool thing is he talks about uh soliciting a male prostitute in the second Mm -hmm. verse
1: which i didn't i didn't know this until i mean we're i think learning about dookie this week and i didn't know this but he's apparently bisexual which which is i did yeah he's bisexual and he's kissed
0: guys on interviews and stuff yeah he's uh yeah he's he it's a he he talks about exploring his sexuality in this album Mm -hmm. and coming out as as bi and that yeah, and that's a theme that'll come out later in the album more too. Uh, but it's just so cool that it's such a popular hit from the '90s. He was yeah. just saying it right there. It's like, look, yeah. I have but at the time, at I the time, it must have been kind up of a male guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at the was time, it must statement. been sort
1: of sort of a sketchy lyrics. Yeah, it's a big statement for sure.
0: And when asked about it, Billy said, "This isn't your grandfather's prostitute, or maybe it is." <laughs> kind of saying like you know. I, I, this is the new age, you know, people can get prostitutes of male, female, whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. Um prostitution being a problem that we will not address. This is it's supposed to be empowering, so we're not talking about that side <laughs> of it. But but yeah, this isn't the prostitute your grandma your grandfather was getting, or maybe it was. Like maybe your grandfather wanted a male prostitute and couldn't sing about it in a song because of the mm-hmm. times. You know? And I dream of an era where everyone can sing about the prostitutes that they are getting yeah. without fear, whatever you're into, of yeah. retribution yeah. or judgment. Yeah,
1: write a song about it, put it out there. I'm not going to judge you. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, except for the fact that you're soliciting prostitution. But the f- you know. I'm going to call the cops because you're
0: soliciting prostitution and that's illegal. But I'm not going to judge you. The judge will judge you. <laughs> totally you different know. things. Yeah, yeah. The jury will judge you. I'm not going to judge you absolutely uh the next song is another freaking powerhouse this is she i love this song this is this is one of my absolute favorite green day songs this is a beautiful song taking back Sunday's done an awesome acoustic cover of it if oh, you I haven't heard it check yeah. that out
1: that sounds fun
0: uh billy wrote it um after the same girl uh, that we'd mentioned earlier uh, shared a, a feminine a feminist uh, feminine, a feminist home <laughs> with him um, that was titled "She." And mm-hmm. so he wrote this song as kind of a response. to yeah.
1: That. And I don't know where I heard this. I was trying to search for a, a video of this earlier, but I'm almost certain I've heard Billy say this is his favorite song that he has written. That's so cool. And apparently they try to they try to put it in almost every single set that they play. Which is, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. I just think that's, it's so cute because really cool it's not a complicated song at all. Like there's nothing, no single thing about it that really like sticks out. But man, it all comes together in such a powerful way. Can I tell you what's complicated? What's that? She. <laughs> Wait, is that in the lyrics? She's
0: complicated, Colin. Did you not read the song? I did.
1: Wait, where? No. where? She
0: is complicated and she needs you to listen.
1: She oh yeah, yeah. Listen. I agree, but I thought I thought you were saying that was in the lyrics. You're listening, but you're not hearing me. God, I'm it's s- an
0: amazing song. It is, um, and it's. It, I think it is empowering. Um, yeah, it's. I, I again, uh, straight white male here. Uh, hello, ch- check it. But um, <laughs> I think it's an empowering song. Um, it, as as I read it in touch with my own feminine side, I think it's. It's very, very yeah, yeah. empowering and and correct, but uh, we'd
1: have we'll have to ask some some people who are more appropriate to mm-hmm. judge it. But yeah. I think I think he nailed it. Um, yeah, I think so too. And I think it's the first in a string of of empowering songs. I don't know if that's the word, but but he does for, he, for the he, bitches. What's that? Empowering songs for the bitches. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. But like you know, you know, I think there's extraordinary girl on uh. American idiot mm. that I always think of, totally. and um, I mean, there's a few actually. An American idiot. She's a rebel. Um, last of the American girls. There's last of the American girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like Billy. This is the start of a certain theme for Billy. Yeah, he likes his bitches. Um,
0: so this is number nine. It's saffron. Sassafras roots. I always get that wrong. What is sassafras? Sassafras. Do you know? Can you say it?
1: Sassafras.
0: Cesifers, Cesifers.
1: Cesifers.
0: Not mine. So this is about the same girl
1: who inspired She That we were just talking about Wow, she must have been important to him at that time Made it on three three whole Doofy songs Yeah, I think this is a girlfriend that he had mm-hmm. who,
0: who left an impression for sure and this, this song's kind of back to more familiar territory, I think, which is just like, uh, I, everything I do is kind of a waste of time. Everything's kind of pointless. Do you want to waste time with me? Yeah. Um, so it's it's like a sweet little love song. It's a sweet one. With like kind of a punk ideology about yeah. like, yeah. it's all shit. Let's be shit together. Hmm. Number 10 here is When I Come Around. This is one of my favorite singles probably oh, from man. Green Day another classic yeah this is it's
1: a simple riff but it's classic yeah that's got to have been done a million times just throughout music modern music but they own it they own but it. they maybe. own it yeah is that the exact same like chord progression as um like what i like about you
0: oh i can't i can speak to that <laughs>
1: If Sounds if you, if super simple. You throw Green Day under the bus, but oh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Thing, I'm just I'm saying it's like super common chord progression. But but Dan, yeah, they do it well. Don't get me wrong. I love this song.
0: This is about Billy leaving Adrian to spend time alone after they had gotten in a a big fight and they'd taken some time apart. And basically, it's like you can search the world around. I'll still be here. Yeah. When I come around, um, I'm just taking some time off.
1: Yeah, it's like he's already left her, but he knows he's going to change his mind at some point, almost. That's kind of a weird... Uh, the thing I was
0: like is, like, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a loser and a user, and I don't need no accuser. He's it's like, it's like basically it's like, I know I indulge myself too much. I know I do all these things, and I don't need you dragging me down. Like, do you want to be together or not? It's kind of like forcing her hand. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it's a ballsy attitude.
1: Yeah, it is. I don't know if I, I agree with it, but... But it's honest, at least, I suppose.
0: It's honest. And that song, interestingly enough, it was the last single released from the album. um, And it spent seven weeks on top of the modern rock charts. That's two more weeks than Basket Case did. So I guess you could argue that this is their biggest song. Well, but I would say historically that didn't end up holding up,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. things
0: things that spend time on the charts don't necessarily become classics and I think Basket Case, just because of radio play, because of fan reaction Mm -hmm. has become much more a classic than When I Come Around. These days you'll hear Basket Case 10 to 1 to When I Come Around.
1: That's true. Yeah, I I think you're right with that for sure. um, What's up next? Both beautiful songs. Next up we got uh, Coming Clean, track 11 off of Dookie. I, I really enjoy this song. I always yeah, have. I like it. It actually harkens back to like their first album or two, I think, a little bit. Oh, and it's and it's just yeah, you know, you know feeling like written? a young kid and like oh, mom and dad will never understand, you know. I, yeah. I've always really connected to this song because it's a
0: great coming of age song. It's mm-hmm. about uh, I figured out what it takes to be a man. Mom and dad will never understand, and, and whatever that means to you. Um, is what you bring to the song. So I would Mm -hmm. always think it's a great, like you could plug yourself into the song. Oh, like universally
1: relatable or whatever. Yeah. 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 But it it turns out it was about Billy's uh, bisexuality, right? Oh, really? Actually, I actually didn't realize that. No.
0: Yes. That was about him. That's the whole thing that mom and dad will never understand is that he's, Ah, he's feelings. And it makes perfect sense when you hear it that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, and again, it's very cool. At the time, he was incredibly open about this and just talking about like I I've never been with a man or dated a man, but like it's it's something that I'm I have I've I've explored my feelings of and kind of realized that I have these this side of me, right, um, right. And, and then and then wrote this awesome song about it.
1: So uh, should no, we move on to the next track? Yeah. Oh, can you wait? Let's stop. Full stop.
0: Can you pronounce the name of this next track?
1: Oh, oh, uh, oof! I always think like "Amenius Sleepus." Does that sound right? What would you say? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I'd say "Amenius Penis." <laughs> God, <laughs> Odd. man, dude, your brain is in the gutter like always. You know what? Jesus, I'd say "Amenius Sleepus" as well. And I think this one was written by. Um, is this written by Mike Durant? Oh, it was the lyrics. Was. By the Mike lyrics yeah, yeah. It's one of the few songs. And I really like the opening rip it's pretty it's just
0: like a driving song it's cool Mm -hmm. and i like i I think this is kind of about running into an old friend from high school or Mm -hmm. what have you and just feeling um completely disconnected to them the embarrassment of seeing someone who knew you when you were not what you recognize as your current iteration of yourself Mm -hmm. and vice versa Looking at them and they're like, I knew you so long ago and I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's this false feeling of like, oh, we knew each other, so we should know each other. But that's not the case yeah. anymore. You don't know each other. You yeah. knew each other. Um, and then and then also on top of all those feelings kind of being like, and I don't think I like this person. Yeah. You become? <laughs> Fuck you. And like, and
1: saying it's like, <laughs> it's okay. You know, you don't have to like all these people you used to be friends with.
0: No, but this is one that you do actively do not like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, now. So yeah. much so that Mike was like, I got to write a song about this, shit <laughs> this guy. I want him to know. <laughs> I really hope he has a very specific instance in mind when he was writing this, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I wonder I, I wonder if the person who has written about knows. They must. That'd be point. really wild. They're like, oh, I saw, I saw Mike, like, you know, for the first time in years the other day. And then I heard this Just song. Just the other day. <laughs> Number 13 here is uh
0: in the end and uh it's oddly not quite the end of the album but we're getting there mm-hmm. it's less than two minutes very short song yeah very aggressive i think
1: for last several songs are all super
0: short actually i'd say compositionally this is closest mm-hmm. to like the 1039 kind of era mm-hmm. song even though you can hear here in the recording process, it is so cleaned up Yeah. Uh, that it, it almost sounds like a different animal. But if this was all fuzzy and lo-fi, I think this composition would sound right at home. Yeah, those I think songs. you're right. I think
1: you're right. Although it's still got the hooks of like the the more recent Green Day, you know, recent as in yeah. like oh th- they improved for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I just love that part where he says so. You know, it's only one word, but for some reason that that grabs me.
0: No, I agree with you. That's like that one little there section of the song yeah. that you're like,
1: oh, this is really good. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Billy said this song was written about his mother and her husband, uh, not his own relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I was first reading the lyrics, I was thinking like, oh, he's really pissed off at someone. Mm-hmm. Um, is this about one of these other, Adrian or this other girl on the album? Or But no, as it turns out, it's about his mom and her husband and kind of feeling like, Mom, fuck this guy. He's like just a creeping like like, like yeah. You're yeah. Ma- you keep making mistakes and choosing these wrong men, and 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 Billy's own kind of dad issues within that. Right, right. Um, that gives the song a lot more dimension than it had previously. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Oh, and I also yeah, I did note that this feels like the album's spiritual sequel to When I Come Around. Oh uh, yeah. Just simply because Green Day does this, where like there'll just be some lyrical connections. Mm-hmm. um so a few songs after when i come around we've got this song uh in the end and and it just has the lyric uh when you come around and that was kind of like the two generations he's looking at himself and where he is in his romantic life and then he's looking at the generation that raised him mm-hmm. and kind of uh having his own judgments of that too basically. yeah yeah like you're, like you're all you're all coming around too but i ain't gonna be there for that
1: um, <laughs> he's realizing he's got to settle soon with uh with 80 yeah
0: yeah, you gotta find the right person.
1: Because I think I think it was it was yeah, I think right around when this album came out, they um they pretty much settled for good. So yeah, I think you're right. It's like this was when it was all coming to a head.
0: So I think these songs were written during the last period of them
1: Will They Won't together. They Yeah Ross and Racheling. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, well, this is pre Friends, right? I bet Friends stole this from, from Billy. I think Green Day and Friends maybe had
0: some parallel thinking. I think that's we all can... I'm gonna say. Oh, about
1: it. okay, okay i think we can i don't
0: want to touch this one hey <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about it
1: fair enough fair enough oh
0: what's up um, next buddy so
1: coming in on this last track here is uh f.o.d which i believe stands for fuck off and die and yeah if you read the lyrics it is gru- or maybe not gruesome but just just pretty harsh he's pretty harsh on this person he really fucking hates it kind of bugs me i wish
0: it was foed f-o-a-d because it's fuck off and die oh
1: but yeah they they always leave off you know the ands and the, i know and it, up, and it always bugs me oh does it i like it yeah, you know those that, are those are does. minor words you don't need that shit in there i think all words were created equal but wait what? although although the o shouldn't be there either huh because off that's oh wait no no I'm, off. Exactly. Should, you're right you're right no off off is usually in i
0: think all words are created equal that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna touch it that, that's enough. all I have Fair enough this I is, think we need to have a, is,
1: An English major on here Or something Yeah Get their Yeah tape. that sounds fun That sounds really <laughs> fun um, Here's F.O.D I really and like this, this track actually Like like musically
0: Yeah this one started, The first half is like All just kind of Billy and the acoustic guitar right? Oh is that and what it, it is?
1: is? I was gonna ask Is it acoustic Or is it just like Unplugged electric or something Oh
0: it might be Unplugged electric I, I just meant to say It's him and a guitar Yeah solo and then and then the rest of the band comes in later and they really rock it out but it's yeah it's kind of a slow build and it's funny because it's such an aggressively angry song but musically it's sound it's the most calm at
1: least for the first half of the entire album yeah and i really dig the chorus too i don't know why he he picks the number 2000 over and over i'm gonna skip ahead
0: to where it kind of kicks in yeah there it goes Mm -hmm. and it's once it takes off it is like an aggressive madhouse you can just hear it yeah The whole band just goes for it this is uh their sign off this is the last official track on the album
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: interesting the album starts with burnout and ends with fuck off and die Um,
1: yeah kind of starts sad and ends angry and the whole album ranges through those i would say this song to me is an outlier because i feel like it is more aggressive than the rest of the album um yeah drive to this song it's great yeah. I love yeah I love it musically and I I get the lyrics you know they're they're well written yeah. but it does seem like over overly oh, it's angry. a fun little yeah. fuck
0: off and die. Just a fun fuck off and die. Don't even worry about it. No <laughs> casual. Big
1: deal. Just a casual. No big deal at all. I hope you die in a hole. You and know. Of course, this last the last
0: song's a hidden track, mm-hmm. which is how all last songs
1: should be written by uh written by the one and only Trey Cool yet again. I think Kirk Plunk also had one like that. No, that's oh well, Kirk Plunk had
0: "Dominated Love Slave." This has right all by myself, and it, you know, it just again proof that Trey is a twisted little, funny little guy for sure. He's yeah. this, <laughs> this is all by myself. Yeah, I well, only we really need to hear it once. And I think you'll be set, probably. And this is a short little hidden track. It's where I think it's it's the funny one. I think it's placed perfectly because this shouldn't be in the main album. This is just a little
1: treat for fans who stick around. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a fun listen. Like once, I think we said this about "Dominate Love Slave," but every time I'm listening to this to the album, like otherwise, I kind of just skip it, you know, or just myself. in in the album prematurely. I guess you're right. I, I if whenever don't I listen to, to Dookie,
0: I don't stick around for this one because you're right; it's kind of a novelty. Mm-hmm. But listening to it again, these this past week it's like yeah it's fucking hilarious no doubt <laughs> it is it is good fun. job guys, for
1: sure <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah that's the that's it that's it right there so that's dookie i think i think it's a beautiful beautiful uh track list honestly like i i have the only thing i would probably remove is all by myself if i was gonna cut it down really yeah i'm serious even as a hidden track even though it's the hidden track, I just, I don't know. Because you, you
0: have to remember, when this was first released, it was on the back end of FOD after some silence. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's, it wasn't like today where it's listed, and, and you're like, oh yeah, it's just like you would even forget sometimes that it was there.
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess maybe if that was the case, I'd be more okay with it. But um I don't know why I'm coming out so hard in defense of Yeah, I think I think it's funny like once or twice, but yeah, I just I just don't don't really like it that much after that. Yeah, I mean, it's almost the same thing as as like I was saying the album name. Like I get it and I think it's funny, but it's still just like conjures images of like shits which I don't want to like think about, I guess. Wow. You know.
0: You're like a really fun <laughs> teacher who's like I get it. I get that you kids <laughs> like poo. And I've got a good sense of humor, but I just don't think it's funny. <laughs> no, I get oh, it. I um, just don't think it's funny. And, uh, you know, that's your opinion.
1: Man, I'm, I'm like realizing these last few episodes. I'm a boring, I'm just a boring adult all of you're, a sudden. You're, you know? you're becoming an old maid. I know. At the age of whatever, 24, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. an old man already. Your ovaries already dried up. That's sort of a shame. What man will want you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not worried about that. All I need are my cats. You know? That's
0: true. All I need is my library card, and I don't need a man. I've mm-hmm. got
1: my books. Strong. Uh,
0: uh, uh, my own thoughts is just basically that I wouldn't cut anything on this album. I think the sequencing is really, really good. I agree. I, I think they, uh, the order, the way it flows is fantastic. There isn't like an energy drop-off mostly cuz it's just hit after hit and even the ones that aren't hits are kind of because they're on this album are just their their own fan hits
1: yeah i was i was actually going to make that point too is like most of the songs that aren't singles could be singles on a different album you know oh, easily
0: yeah and and yeah it's just there there's i mean people say all killer no filler i'd say it's like all killer and then just some kills a little bit harder than the others but it's not Mm -hmm. there there isn't a single song here where i feel like stop wasting my time you know there's no phoning it in here yeah yeah Yeah, it's funny. this is this is probably one of the only ones i'll have that to say about because because usually there's a song or two just because i'm being nitpicky that i'll want to move or cut but this is just hey hey it's
1: dookie exactly
0: that's so funny that they made something that was named after Pooh and made it critically acclaimed that's like the ultimate
1: yeah i think that's impressive. Yeah. More than anything else is, yeah. People got over the poo factor. So that now I'm saying things like, "Hey man, it's Dookie." Would you think it was shit? I mean, now now Dookie means something else. You know, it sounds like just associate uh, it with the uh, 193rd greatest album. album of all time. <laughs> 193rd. Wow. Yeah, yep. baby. Um, do you have any plugs, Chris? Do you have any? I mean, my plugs have my been really letting me down maybe, today.
0: Or? I've had this problem with my XLR plug, with my uh, left and right uh, uh, white and ready cord plugs. You know, what can you do? <laughs> Not to get too technical on you there. It's in, it's interrupted our flow just just a little um, bit, yeah. But you know, if you wanna if you wanna follow me on Instagram, it's recreational CBD. Um, and if you wanna follow me on Twitter, it's recreational CBD. That's for Chris Brady Denton. <laughs>
1: That's a great name. Yeah, and if, and I'm sure that. all
0: the the Green Day pod news will be up there. If you wanna write us, uh, find us on iTunes, subscribe, review, please. That really helps us. Um, you can even say shitty things. Just as hey, any press is good press as long as they're talking about you, right? Mm. And Green Day's
1: used to it. I learned that we're I used to that the last four years because yeah.
0: we're such Green Day fans. We're used to bad press, so bring it on, baby. And we're also on Spotify, uh, and, and uh,
1: it's it's redundant mm-hmm. um, and iTunes original Green Day pod. Colin, do you have any plugs? Um, no, no. You know my plugs have, have all been working today. You're very which lucky, wonderful. So, I think I'm. Yeah, I'm all set. Won't say anything other than looking forward to uh, covering Insomniac next week. They're, next uh, week
0: we're doing Green Day's response to all of the accusations of selling out. And mm-hmm. that comes on Insomniac. And mm-hmm. how they're dealing with fame, it gets very interesting. Yeah. It's A really quick what,
1: release, too. I think it was released, like, the same year or the next year or something. I think it's 95. But, yeah, people 95. Uh, talked about
0: this, what's upcoming is probably their punkiest album on the major label. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they've, they have some anger to sort through after all this Dookie business.
1: Yeah. Um, and we're going to get into it. Just saying something, because I feel like Dookie is pretty angry, too, you know. I guess it's sad maybe more than angry
0: I realize we promised controversy last week and we didn't really deliver any controversy no
1: I didn't realize I didn't realize that controversy
0: (laughs) controversy
1: oh and we didn't have any any fan cliches even even though we probably said something along those lines there's no controversy yeah we're really
0: dropping the ball on this next week we're gonna have to come back hard with a lot
1: of cliches of cliches and controversy (laughs) we
0: gotta get these cliches to the (laughs) people.
1: it's something unpredictable but in the end it's right no 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 let's not do that oh we're not doing that let's nuke the bridge we torched two
0: thousand times before Colin This,
1: this time we'll blast it all to hell
0: that's right this is redundant the totally original green
1: day podcast thank you for listening friends And remember, subscribe, rate, review, do anything to keep us from being in the purgatory that is unsearchable iTunes. And keep dropping them dookies.